Are you a Waratahs fan? Do you like saving money? Well, we've got an opportunity here for you. For the opening round of the Waratahs home campaign in Super Rugby Pacific 2024, we have a discount code which is going to enable you to spend only $20 on a gold seat at Allianz Stadium versus the Highlanders. So all you have to do is go to the Ticketek website for this match and use the code PICK and you will be able to get a $20 gold seat which would normally be setting you back 50 bucks. So if you love the TARS and you love saving money, this is the code for you. I look forward to seeing you there. Mitch and I are going to be there every single home game. Looking forward to it. And come on, you TARS. Forty-five meters back. Bernard Foley's got the lead. It's got the legs, the distance. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Pick and Drive Rugby. I'm your host, Ando, and with me is Mitch, and this is the first episode of our new Super Rugby Wind-Up segment, where every Wednesday night, once the team lists have been announced, because they're all being announced at the same time now, Wednesday, 2 p.m. AEDT, we are going to take you through the upcoming fixtures and talk in more detail about what you, our fans, have determined is the match of the round. Mitch, this is pretty exciting, the start of a new era, both for Super Rugby and for the pod. Yes, it's it's a really good initiative of them to be able to have all the teams come out at the same time. So 2 o'clock this afternoon, on the dot, you go to all the various... Uh, Instagram pages of the the teams and the, the teams are there, which was awesome. So made our life so much easier. It, it means that we can have this format for this season, which is great. We don't have to wait until sort of Friday morning if there's games being played on Sunday for those team lists to be announced. So uh, a lot more, um, I guess, just everyone on the same page again, which is really exciting for Super Rugby Pacific in 2024. And as, as you did mention, Ando, um, I put a poll out on both X and Instagram asking our fans what their predicted match of the round was for round one. So what that means that every single week uh, we'll try our best to get that poll out on Wednesday afternoon, uh, sorry, on Tuesday afternoon, so that by the time we record on Wednesday night, we've got a round of a game of the round to focus on. So tonight that game of the round is the Reds versus the Waratahs. It was voted by our fans. It's not just Andrew and I sitting here choosing the Waratahs, <laughs> but from an Aussie rugby perspective, I think it's the... I think it's it's the the key matchup of the round. But in saying that, the Brumbies and Rebels is also going to be a fantastic game as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. So there's a lot for us to get through. But essentially what we're going to do is cover all the matches in kind of chronological order as they occur throughout the weekend. But we'll be speaking to the game of the round in more detail. Our aim is for this pod to go for about 15 to 20 minutes. And now, Mitch, we're already two minutes in. Why don't we jump on into things? Let's just go. So let's start off with the first game of the round, the first game of Super Rugby Pacific in 2024, and that is the Chiefs hosting the Crusaders, the Super Rugby final from 2023, the rematch. Uh, There's been a fair few changes for both of these sides in 2024 from that final that was played at the end of 2023. Ando, how do you see this one going? Look, I think the Crusaders are going to struggle, particularly with the loss of the Jock Campbell of New Zealand rugby, Will Jordan. And the fact that he is now out for the entirety of the season is probably the biggest loss for any of the teams from an injury perspective within this competition. So when you look at the Crusaders lineup, they've obviously got no Richie Mwanga, no Brad Webber, no um, Westerfanger Anuku. No Will Jordan, that is a lot of firepower that is gone within their back line. And so 
it's it's a pretty untested kind of 9, 10, 15 lineup. Like Chafer Haki at 10. Um, you got Xavier Rowe at nine, I believe. No, sorry, that is for the Chiefs. Um, you've That's got Chiefs. Colin Gray yep. Drummond. It's just it's a team where I'm just not too sure how they're going to perform. And so I actually think it's going to be the Chiefs coming away with a victory here, mate. Yeah, I think we uh, we always expect the Crusaders to play well um, in any game of Super Rugby Pacific. But if you look at their record early in the season for the past, past few years, they generally are slow starters. They take a little bit of time to adapt to their game style, to adapt to the law changes that happen throughout uh, in the offseason. So there is one or two that's been tweaked this season. Uh, we've got a whole new coaching setup. Scott Robertson's joined the All Blacks this season as well. They've lost Richie Mawanga. There's, there's some key names that have left the Crusaders. I think it will be really interesting to see how this Crusaders team does um, handle that adversity. And if we look at both squads, I think the Chiefs look a little bit more settled than the Crusaders in terms of those ins and outs. So being that this is played in Hamilton, this is played at the home of the Chiefs, I think it's going to lead that way. I don't think it's going to be big score, though. I wouldn't say it will be more than five points either way. Now, Lockie wasn't able to join us tonight, and he has sent his tips in for us. So he's also back in the Chiefs, and he thinks the Chiefs by about six. So yeah, um, that sounds good. yeah, it was interesting to see how that one goes. Let's move on to the next game, and that is the first Aussie game of the weekend. That is the Melbourne Rebels hosting the ACT Brumbies down at Amy Park in Melbourne. Now, this is going to be a massive game, just an, an emotional game for the Melbourne Rebels. The fans will be able to, sh- to turn up and support the team that they do love. With all of the news that's been going on in the media in the past few weeks, we are able now to just focus on the rugby and, and talk about the performance on the field, not what's going on in the boardroom or um, the financial reports that are coming out. Both teams uh, look fairly settled in terms of uh, of the, the 23s that they have named. If I was to say one team looked a little bit stronger than the other, the fact that Taniel Tupo is on the bench for the Rebels probably leans me a little bit more their way. Um, and Alan Alatoa is still a few weeks away from injury for the Brumbies. Uh, my heart really does lean to the Rebels in this one. I would love to see them get up and do, play a really exciting brand of football for the, the Melbourne faithful um, in round one. Ando, do you think that the Rebels have what it takes to be able to beat the Brumbies or will the Brumbies come down to Melbourne and spoil their party? Oh, look, they definitely do. I think that one of the things, I have a prediction for the Rebels. My prediction for the Rebels is that they're going to start the season strong, get a few upset wins and take the um, difficulties and the passion of what they're currently going through and use that to energise them. But I'm not sure that will be able to sustain them. I think it might be the first few rounds of the competition. It will be something that makes the Rebels particularly a danger team, just that element of frustration and um, all the news surrounding Rebels. But I don't think it's going to last. And I think when there are some injuries that will inevitably happen, as happens in any team within Super Rugby, they are going to struggle. So for me... This is a game which is going to be won in the forwards. As much as on the weekend, I spoke to potentially some of the weaknesses that the Brumbies might have within their forwards with the loss of, say, um, Pete Samu and some of the injuries, including Alan Alatoa, their front line, their uh, forward pack still looks pretty impressive. Very excited to see how Charlie Kale goes starting at eight. Um, and good to see Sefo Kautai was able to overcome the injury worries to get himself a spot on the bench too. Well, Lockie's gone with the Rebels in this one by one point, so he's expecting a really tight affair, but the Rebels to get the job done in opening of Super Rugby for them, which would be fantastic to see. Now, moving to the third game of Friday night, the third game of the weekend for 
um, this opening round of the competition. We've got the Western Force hosting the Hurricanes in Perth. Uh, I'm going to stick with Lockie on this one because Lockie's put his tips in and said Force by two. Now, Ando, you and I were chatting just literally before we hit record and the news came out that Isaac Rotter is in doubt to, he was named earlier this afternoon to be, um, to for his return from injury for the Western Force at four or five. But it has come out since that he received a, a niggle at training today and he potentially might not be able to make the game and might not be featured for the Western Force. If that does, and, and as we were saying, if that does uh, prove to be the case and he isn't able to play this weekend, does that change your your mind on the outcome of, of this game? Do you think the Western Force may struggle without him? Yeah, I do think so, particularly with the unavailability of new captain Jeremy Williams as well. When you take out the two starting locks from a team, any team is going to be struggling. And I thought that this was going to be a tight one that the Force could potentially get over the line with against a Hurricanes team that hasn't impressed in preseason and, as everybody knows, doesn't have Artie Sevilla, who, if we're being honest, was essentially the Hurricanes in 2023. So with those losses <laughs> in the locking department and the fact that you're going to be having um, Le Petit Faifua, who's probably going to come into the starting lineup, he has, I think it was 118 minutes of Super Rugby experience and none of it at the force behind him. So... I'm not sure how that is going to go up against a pretty strong Hurricanes team. So for me, it'll be the Hurricanes, but not by much. Uh, I'm going to go with my Aussie heart here and say I think the Force can get the job done with or without um, Isaac Rodder. It'd be fantastic to see him come back and play for them. And the leadership element that he brings would be uh, instrumental for that young team. But I just really, from from our interviews with Simon Cron earlier this season and just the way that the Force have gone about their uh, preseason trials they just really look like they know what they want how they want to play and they've got a really clear idea of game plan for 2024 uh, when you combine the, the travel element that the Hurricanes are coming all the way over from Wellington that's a massive amount of travel for the opening weekend of Super Rugby I think that's going to be and we did see that last year that the travel element is a factor that we do have to take into account so I think the force have enough to sneak home it wouldn't be by more than three points though so I th- I'm expecting a pretty tight affair over there in the West. Let's keep moving. Um, and on Saturday, we kick things off in Auckland with the Auckland Blues hosting the Fijian in Drua. Now, this game this game could go either way, really. Um, a lot of people have the Blues as the team to beat in 2024 as potentially making their way up to the final and winning uh, winning out the competition. But in, in saying that as well, the Fijian Drua are a team that you can never um, count off or you can never sort of just expect them not to show up. And we don't really know what to expect from the Fijian and Drua in 2024. 2023, they played a lot better than they did in 2022. So, um, Ando, do you think that the Indrua have enough talent and firepower to overcome the Blues and maybe get the first upset of the competition? Look, they... As is the case with the Drua, they have the potential to do it, but you're never sure how exactly they're going to be able to perform. Um, they are traveling, so it is an away game for them, and that does make a massive difference. Um, one of the other things is that there's been a significant amount of transfers within this Drua team. Uh, so they've had a lot of players in and out. Um, I'm just looking at the list of players who are out. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So 13 players out from their squad from 2023 into 2024, which is quite significant for them, obviously. So that's just something mm. to consider as well. And with that, the Blues are up there as the team to beat alongside the Chiefs. So with that in mind, for me, it's the Blues by more than two tries. 
Yeah, I think the Blues would get this one done as well. Uh, you, I, I'm going to say it's only a score in it. Or look, it'll go either one of two ways. It'll either be a very close game with the Fiji and Drua only only losing or the Blues winning by a small margin, or it'll be three or four um, scores apart with one team running away with it, most likely the Blues. So I think that's how that one will go. Um, I'll stick with the Blues, though, as my tip there. Uh, the second last game of the round is played down in Dunedin. It's the Highlanders hosting Moana Pacifica. Uh, this is a pretty interesting game if you consider the form that the Highlanders brought in the offseason in their trials. So they've already this season played some trial games. They've already beaten Moana. They've beat the Hurricanes and they beat the Crusaders. So out of any team uh, that is, if you take trial form into account out of any team in Super Rugby Pacific, they're already the champions of the competition. Do you think that that trial form will uh, feed into their opening round of Super Rugby this season? And do you think that they can put a clinical performance up against Moana? Look, it gives them the best opportunity, does it? Especially when they're coming up against the last placed uh, team from 2023 and are also playing at home. So you couldn't ask for a better start to the season for the Highlanders. When we take all that in, yeah, I think the Highlanders are going to get it done. I don't think it will be easy. Moana will be up for it. The, the challenge they've always had is squad depth. Um, they get a few injuries and they don't necessarily have the depth of quality to be able to cover for those, but it's round one. So less injury concerns, you would hope, than later in the season. Um, that being said, the Highlanders, they haven't had a huge amount of change from last year, so I'm interested to see how they continue. Reese Patchell at 10 will be an interesting one. Keen to see how he goes with this kind of Welsh heritage as well. Mm. So that'll be fun to yeah. check out and see him progress. My heart really would love to see a competitive Moana Pacifica side. I think they're the both Moana and, and Drua have brought a, a fresh sort of atmosphere into the Super Rugby competition in their inclusions. And we've seen in the last two seasons that they've struggled on the field, but off the field, they're such a tightly knit unit and the, the community element is such is so there behind them that they've got all the support of the Pacific around them. I would really, really love to see them put in a, a good performance. Their new coach, Tana Amanga, as well, is joining and taking over. This is his first game as head coach in Super Rugby Pacific. So... I would really love to see Moana be competitive and get a scalp against the Highlanders. But if we're going off um, pre-season form, I think the Highlanders have something that we haven't seen in their team for a few seasons um, in the past. So I think they'll be too good for Moana that, uh, uh, on, that, on Saturday night. Let's move across now into the game of the round, and that is our Waratah boys playing against the old enemy, the Queensland Reds. At Ballymore Stadium, uh, not Ballymore, sorry, Suncorp Stadium, uh, 7.05 is the coverage time in Australia for that game. This is our game of the round. So before we get into our predictions for this game, we've got a few different little points that we're going to focus on in our chat for the game of the round. And the first one is uh, the form leading into uh, this opening game or the form of both teams leading into that that um round of Super Rugby Pacific. So if we consider the form of the Reds in their preseason, they've had a few wins. Um, the Waratahs, unfortunately, have gone winless in their preseason. How much do you think you can read into those trial forms? They did play that trial game a few weeks ago in Roma. Uh, and do you think how much of that can we read into in round one? How much will the Reds sort of take from that and the I guess the confidence that they can expect the Waratahs to sort of or what they the Waratahs might bring? Look, each team is going to be holding back specific plays and um, tactics that they're using throughout the game, considering they knew they were facing each other in round one. 
So there will be plays and there will be particular defensive setups that they won't have shown. The thing that I look for when viewing trial games is the broad approach or the broad attitude that is on display. And we saw with the Reds in their first game, first trial game against the Force, that there was a lot of attempted width on their play, that there was a clear attempt to be moving the ball through hands and looking for offloads far more than what we'd probably seen with them in the last year or two. Within a second game, that tightened up. There was still that willingness to go wide and take on uh, attacking opportunities, particularly with McLaughlin Phillips at 10. However, a lot of the riskiness within the passes wasn't present. For the Tars, they seemed to struggle with offensive intensity. So they didn't seem to have that mongrel in them to kind of get over the game line consistency consistently and I felt that Lange Gleason was fairly absent within the trial games um, and then defensively I just didn't also think there was that aggressiveness needed in D and that the Reds at times despite in my mind not having a stronger forward pack than the Tars were bullying them around in that Santos uh, festival of rugby match so with all that said yeah I think you can take some broad strokes from it and it's a little bit concerning as a Tars fan. Yeah, let's hope that DC is, as you said, at the beginning of that little bit there, um, holding some things back and, and has a game plan that he just didn't want to show his hand too early uh, for this game. Because if things do play out like they did in Roma a few weeks ago, then the Waratahs had next to no on-ball presence, in, particularly in the defensive breakdown. That The Queensland Reds just had as much ball as they liked and they were never put under a lot of pressure there. And that would allowed them to just gain momentum, momentum, momentum after, um, after momentum throughout that game. Uh, I, I do think there will be some different uh, approaches to the game this this week with the Waratahs and the Reds. Um, and this next point I'm quite interested to, to talk about is the key matchups. So is there one matchup in particular that you're most excited to look for when we consider the 23s that both teams have named? Look, you'd find it hard to go past the number eight battle between Harry Wilson and Lange Gleeson. Um, Harry Wilson actually called Lange out. This uh, this week in some of the press conferences, not not kind of having a go, but just talking about how he's his direct competitor for number eight in the Wallabies, and he's somebody that he needs to get some level of dominance over. And so for me, I can't wait for kind of that first goal line clearance or that first up and under that Harry Wilson takes and charges back because you know that Lange is going to be waiting for him. That for mine is going yeah. to be one of the exciting matchups during this game. Yeah, I'm really concerned about the fullbacks that both teams have named. Now, the the interesting part for the Reds is they've named Jordan Pattaya at fullback with Jock Campbell on the bench. Now, I imagine if we go take into some of account of the trial form, that Jordan Pattaya's kicking and particularly his left foot is what is giving him the, the nod at 15 over Jock Campbell. Uh, the way that he was able to clear the line for the Reds in those two games against the, the Force and the Waratahs was really impressive. And something in Australian rugby we haven't seen a whole lot of, a fullback who has a really strong and confident boot. But the Waratahs have named Joey Walton at fullback, and we did see that in the trial as well, that against the Reds a few weeks ago, he kind of struggled, particularly defensively, in terms of his positioning and where he needed to be and, and when to inject himself into line and when to sort of hold back and, and defensively sort of uh, move the players around him into position. Max Jorgensen has been named on the bench, uh, what is interesting to note as well with the 23s that the Waratahs have officially named 25 players, even though there is only 23 allowed uh, come kickoff. So there is a, still an injury cloud over a few players, whether they will be fit to be actually included in the overall 23 or not. 
Uh, I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure at this point whether Max Jorgensen is one of those players. Uh, but it is interesting to note that we do have two extra players named in the lineup. Uh, and if we consider that both of those positions, 15, Jordan Pattaya and Joey Walton, I think if we had to say one player is going to sort of get ascendancy over the other, I'd be looking at Jordan Pattaya as that player. But if we're looking at all that skill and maybe impact on the game, I think Max Jorgensen, when he gets on the field, could change things in the Waratahs' favour that maybe Jock Campbell might not be able to bring. What are your thoughts on that combination? Yeah, look, I um, I hear what you're saying there, and I love how blue-tinted it is with your glasses there. Um, <laughs> I would be arguing that Jock Campbell would probably be a better injection of kind of pace and game-breaking ability than Jorgo, uh, just because of the experience that he, and form that he showed, particularly within the trials so far. Look, this is a hard one, mate. I am hopeful, but I'm not confident of the Tars being able to get up. Um, I actually think that the forward pack for the Reds is stronger at this point. Uh, I think if Dave Parecki was in there and um, potentially we didn't have Miles Amatasero starting, I wasn't overly impressed with him so far within the trial games that we'd seen him. He looked a little bit unsure of where he needed to be and what he needed to be doing within the Waratahs system of play. And so the fact that he's starting, is just, just a little bit concerning for me. Uh, and I do think that Joey Walton mm. at 15, I, I'm not keen on that. I mean, we all saw how he got absolutely steamrolled by Hunter Paisami, the poor bloke. I'm pretty sure most human beings would get <laughs> steamrolled in that position. Yes. Um, but just defensively, I wasn't sold on some of his positioning at 15. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see whether or not he has stepped up that level of his game since the trial match. So Lockie's gone with the Reds by four. What are your what's your heart saying? From that, it sounds like you're hopeful for the Waratahs, but leaning more towards the Reds. If you had to put a score to it, what would you go with? Yeah, look, um, for my tip for that for our tipping comp, which by the way, you can go to the Super Rugby website and search for pick and drive rugby and get involved there. Um, for the tipping comp, I'm probably going to be tipping the Reds, but I want the Waratahs to win without a shadow of a doubt. So unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go with the Reds, and I think it might be by about eight or nine. Yeah, I, I think I'm also at this point, just purely on the 23s that both teams have named, I'm leaning more towards the Reds to get this first victory. But, I mean, you can never count the Waratahs out. And we do know what has been reported in the media that the the board has only given Darren Coleman four games to uh, sort of stake his claim for a contract extension post-2024. If that is the case, and DC is sort of sitting under that pressure, I would imagine that this is the game out of those four this game, this game, the Reds and the first home game against the Highlanders in round three would be the ones that I think they've earmarked as winnable. Uh, they yep. then outside of that have the Blues and the Crusaders. So, yeah, I, I would expect a fair different performance from what we saw in Roma a few weeks ago from this Waratah side. But I still think with the trial form and, and the 23 that the Reds have named and the fact that they're playing at Suncorp, um, that they're probably going to get the job done, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, final quick comment is if the New South Wales Rugby Board get rid of Darren Coleman after round four, then they're absolute idiots. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, You should not be sacking a coach four or five rounds into a season. What are you going to do? You're going to promote Jason Gilmore, most likely, or Chris Whitaker up into the head coach role. They're already essentially the, the doing the majority of the coaching and the training. DC has spoken to that, how he's having more of a kind of a director of rugby role within a team. So why would you get rid of him at this point? All you're doing is paying him out for the rest of his contract and then getting someone who's already doing the same job to do more work 
with less people around him to support. It doesn't make sense. And for my mind, you just keep him there to the end of the season if things go poorly and then you do an early recruitment process looking for 2025 onwards. Can you imagine, though, just saying like, if they did do that, this would be the second time that both Gilmore and Whitaker have been under a coach has been sacked and then thrusted into the coaching, the head coaching yep. role for the second time in however many years. Uh, that'd be mm. crazy. I don't think that will happen. I really hope it doesn't. But anyway, that is the end of our wrap-up or the, our preview for Super Rugby Pacific Round 1. As Ando has said, we do have our tipping comp that is available. So do go to Super Rugby Pacific Tipping. We are using the official tipping uh, the official Super Rugby Pacific tipping comp platform this season, same as last year if you were with us for that. Search for Pick and Drive. Do get in, involved in that and make sure you get those tips in because we're only a few, a day or so away from uh, round one kicking off, which I can't wait for. How good, mate. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It has been an absolute pleasure and we cannot wait for the rugby to start. So have a wonderful weekend enjoying all the rugby. And as a final shout out I'm going to do before we wrap up, I'm going to be heading down to the Super W match for the Waratahs women. They're doing a trial game against the Queensland Reds and that's going to be down at Campbelltown Stadium on Saturday at 4.30 in the afternoon. So get down there. It's going to be a load of fun and have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Hey team, it's Ando here. Just letting you know that the Waratahs memberships are open now for the 2024 Super Rugby Pacific season. And I want to encourage you to buy them. It's the best way to go out and support the New South Wales Waratahs. And there's heaps of options available for you ranging from $50 for a supporters membership if you can't actually make it to the games to a full season best platinum seats in the house for $414 or anything in between. Personally, I've gone with one of the flexi tickets for 120 across the season and it was an excellent deal for what I knew I was available to get to. So I encourage you to get involved and to purchase one of the memberships. You receive with it, aside from the obvious seats and tickets to matches, exclusive invites to members-only events to meet players, coaches, and the like, $50 to spend in the online member store, and pre-sale access to the Wallabies Test Matches and Waratahs Home Finals for 2024. All you have to do is visit membership.nsw.rugby to find out what package could suit you. That is membership.nsw.rugby. Thanks, and make sure to get involved.